All right, what's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz, and thank you for joining us for this week's podcast edition of the AEW Insider. We got some AEW news, WWE news as always, Impact Wrestling, NWA, what have you, and just news in general. Remember to check us out on all our social media and podcasting under the AEW Insider, Facebook, YouTube, Google, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, what have you, and then also check out our uh, Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. Alright, let's get to the show. AEW Dynamite was amazing as always last night. They did a lot of tag team tournament matches. My only complaint is that Tony Khan is still putting over all the EVPs. As always, as in Cody, Omega, the Bucks, what have you. He did this at all the pay-per-views leading up to TV, and I hope it would just be for the pay-per-views to get the people tuned in. But it's just garbage. He keeps doing it. I feel I'm a guy who felt like Janela should have beat John Moxley when they fought a couple months ago. Uh, last night, he put over SCU and the Lucha Brothers when he should have put over Private Party and the Dark Order. And he made best friend's job out to the Bucks. It's just bullshit. And Janela got beat again by Omega. The EP, EVPs are running house, you know what I mean, as always. And it's bullshit if you ask me. The pocket Moxley match to close the show was pretty decent, though. After Cody shoved Chris Jericho's head in the Dippin' Dots vending bin in a segment last night on AEW Dynamite, Dippin' Dots took to Twitter and they told Cody that if he hearted, if he liked their posts, they would make a Rocky Rhodes, as in Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes flavor of Dippin' Dots to honor him and his family. Cody accepted it, so definitely be on the lookout in the next couple of months of the summer for the Rocky Rhodes Dippin' Dot ice cream. Big Sexy Kevin Nash weighed in on Cody and the La Champion segment last night. He said, Cody, if you're saying you're not WWE, then do what they say. You're an EVP. If you want the Jericho to be quiet, all you had to do was say, cut his mic and use your authority instead of do all the extra stuff. Which I hear, you know what I mean? He could have just been saying, hey man, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell him to cut his mic instead of having the people come out, blah, 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 what have you. So, I mean, he does have a good point there, but I mean, they have to make a story, you know what I'm saying? So, who knows? It's a double-edged sword. Young Bucks did the Ordering with Room Service show again. They did it with best friends Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta. Now, if you don't know, Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta used to do pretty much the same show, but instead of just food, they would get alcohol. They'd get fucking wasted. They'd have, like, Ricochet on or Sammy Callahan. They would just sit around and get fucking wasted and talk bullshit. It was really, really good. Well, check out this week's episode of Ordering Room Service on the Road with the Best Friends. It's a good one. AEW wrestler Peter Avalon, a.k.a. The Librarian, did a kick-ass interview with Chris Jericho this week. Definitely check it out. I've been an Avalon fan way before his librarian gimmick and his AEW run. He's a great heel and he's great on the mic. So check out Talk is Jericho, peeps. The Rock and Roll Express. Now, last time I know they won the NWA titles, but then I heard that Wild Cards won them back. I don't know. But regardless, the Rock and Roll Express will be on this Wednesday's AEW Dynamite, and they will pre be presenting the winner of the AEW Tag Team Belts, their belt. So they're going to be the presenters, and that's pretty fucking cool, because the Rock and Roll Express is the bomb. 
Jack Swagger did an interview with Busted Open Radio this week. He took time to thank the La Champion for burying and getting rid of his We Are The People slogan, which he did last week and a week before. He also said that he's getting to do what he always wanted to do, his character, his gimmick, what have you, when he was in a WWE, but they wouldn't allow it. I reported last week that Seth Rollins talked smack on AEW by calling it the minor leagues when he was asked about a fight with him and Kenny Omega. Well, good old JR did not like hearing that, and he said that maybe one day Seth Rollins might be as over, meaning as popular, as his girlfriend Becky Lynch. <laughs> good burn, JR. He's still got it, bro. Rick and Morty will be spotlighted on this week's AEW Dynamite. They'll be giving out free masks, what have you. Now, this is just a personal side note. Don't, note, don't mean to bring you out of the show so you could skip ahead. But I don't do anything Rick and Morty and pretty much because I don't support pedophilia. Now, it might sound crazy. You might be like, what did I just hear? But even though it's a kid's show and people love it and all that, the creator of Rick and Morty is a straight pedophile, and I'll say it. Uh, you can start researching. You can go on YouTube. And I forget his name. You have to do is Google it. You'll know it if you're a fan. Google his pilot that he made for Showtime. He made a pilot for Showtime, and literally it was pretty much Dexter, but a pedophile. He played the main star. He was a psychiatrist, and people would come in and complain about their lives, their kids, what have you, and he would give them advice, and at night he'd be like Dexter, and he literally was having intercourse with a baby. Not a real one, but a doll, but it was supposed to be one. It's insane. And then if you check out this guy named Isaac Cappy, who they actually killed, Check out Isaac Cappy on YouTube. He exposes Rick and Morty, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Seth Green, everybody. Your mind would be blown. But anyway, I don't support anything Rick and Morty, so they'll be on AEW this week. Enjoy, peeps. Sorry to bring you out of that, but I had to let you know because a lot of people don't know. All right. And AEW again beat NXT this week in the ratings. Since it premiered, though, it's the first time it did drop below a million views. Not by much, though. AEW drew 960,000 viewers this week, and NXT fell under their 700,000 mark with 698,000 viewers. The Wednesday Night War is in full effects, peeps, and I love it. All right, on to some WWE news. There was an amazing heel turn last night on NXT. Finn Balor is back to being Prince Devitt-type heel, his old gimmick. Uh, if you don't know, oh, I'll, I'll get to that. Undisputed was about to face off against Ciampa and Gargano in the middle of the ring when Finn Balor came out to even the odds. Out of nowhere, Finn Balor nails Gargano with a Pele kick, and Undisputed destroyed Ciampa while he did that, and Balor beat the piss out of Gargano. Uh, in the end, uh, what you call it, Gargano was laying on a ramp because uh, Finn Balor literally dropped him on his head. It looked pretty nasty. Undisputed was left in a ring throwing up their gang signs for their group, as in they wanted Balor to join him. But instead, he took his two fingers, his, his pointer finger and his thumb, and he made them look like guns, and he was shooting them at Johnny Gargano. Now, if you're not a fan of Balor or the Bullet Club, you might not have got it. But over in New Japan, before Balor signed with WWE, he was a character named Prince Devitt. And Finn Balor was actually the creator, the first original leader of the Bullet Club. That's right, Kenny Omega's Bullet Club, AJ Styles' Bullet Club. Finn Balor started the Bullet Club. He called himself Prince Devitt, and he said he was a real rock and roller. And he used to take his fingers and point him as guns. Some people in the Bullet Club still do the gun fingers that day. So that means Balor is back. He's bad. He's got his guns out. And I can't wait to see who he has join his club in WWE. 
Now, like I said, Finn Balor did drop Johnny Gargano pretty hard on his head on that ramp. It looked pretty fucked up to me. And with that drop kick through the, uh, the guardrails. But right now, Johnny Gargano has not been cleared to wrestle. So I don't know if it's part of a work for the story, which I think it is, or he's really injured. WWE WWE 2K20 has been released, and holy fuck, is it a shit show. There are so many glitches in the WWE 2K20 game, people are pissed. You have to go online. If you haven't seen it, it's all over social media. Talk shows are talking about it on the radio, what have you. But the glitches are so bad, they're so fucking hilarious. You gotta go see the videos. WWE 2K is actually offering refunds left and right if you bought the game and you're not happy with it. Um, people, you know how they sell video games now. They have the regular edition, then the Ducks, deluxe edition, then the extreme box kit edition. Well, WWE had their box set for WWE 2K20. It was like 160 bucks or some shit. And one of the gifts inside was an autograph plaque by wrestlers. Like you can get Ric Flair or Kane or Edge, what have you. These fucks at WWE 2K20 never got Edge to sign his plaques, and they actually sent them out to people, to the stores, without the plaque sign. Like, here you go. Here's nothing that's not worth anything. The autograph you paid for, not on it. Hold it down. So Edge felt so bad, he took to the online internet, to Twitter, and he told people that he is filming a movie right now. As soon as his movie's done, you can send him your plaques that were not signed, and he will gladly sign them for you. That's fucked up, man. Shame on you, 2K. Braun Strowman showed up at the WWE Performance Center and attacked Tyson this week on SmackDown, uh, which I apologize. Sorry, guys. I had to take a break. I'm losing it. Don't mind me. Braun Strowman showed up at the WWE Performance Center and attacked Tyson Fury. And this week on SmackDown, we will have a big Flair versus Hogan and a Brock vs. Velasquez segments on the show. Also on SmackDown this week, Bray Wyatt is supposed to have a segment with him rebuilding the Firefly Funhouse. And after SmackDown this week, they will air WWE Backstage, where if you ask me, I feel it should be aired every week, not days later. It makes no sense. All right, peace. Real quick, we're going to take a break. Sorry about that little mess up. I got to pay some bills real quick. We'll get back with some more WWE news. I've got the reasons from Eric Bischoff's mouth of what happened with him in WWE and a lot, lot more. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and we'll be right back with the AEW Insider. All right, peeps, welcome back to the AEW Insider. Let's finish out this show. Even though her boyfriend Ricochet said that his girlfriend Casey Cananzaro was not done with the WWE after she said she retired, WWE says that it is so. They actually removed her from all their social media and everything. So if you look at anything WWE, she's not on it anymore. Um, I read about it. It was supposed to be due to her back. She had real, real bad back problems that started when she started wrestling. And it's a shame because my daughter and I seen her at WrestleMania Access this year in New Jersey. And she was really, really good in person. So best of luck, girl. She was the chick on, uh, what you call it, um, American Ninja Warrior. The first woman ever to finish it. So she'll be all right. All right, I don't know why, but this Sunday afternoon, WWE is airing a one-hour special on Fox called WWE Special. The synopsis is is that WWE Special is a profile of some of the greatest stars in wrestling and the sport itself. Sounds very bland to me. I think I'll skip that one. 
Scarlett Bardot was scheduled for an indie appearance this week and it has been canceled. Everybody, of course, is saying that she signed with WWE and she revealed a sexy photo today asking us if we are ready. So I can't wait to see her on weekly TV again. She is super hot. New Day member and creator of YouTube's Up Up Down Down, Xavier Woods, is injured. It was a freak accident when he was bouncing off the ropes and he went right down. He actually injured his Achilles tendons and people backstage say it's very serious and Xavier could be out from 7 to 9 months. Now, I don't want anybody being injured. I think he's the best. I think he's the biggest star in the New Day. I've always said that. But the New Day, they hold each other back, as I said before. Xavier Woods could be champion one day. Big E, of course, can, even though Big E's just okay, blah, blah, blah. But with the whole group thing, they hold each other back from what they could do in singles, literally. All right. Uh, Eric Bischoff covered his WWE departure and a hell of a lot more on his podcast called 86 Weeks. Here's what the Hoff had to say. On all the rumors surrounding his departure from WWE and tenure in WWE. I'm not going to spend too much time clearing up rumors and innuendos because it's out there and people are smart enough to see through the bullshit that they read in dirt sites. And honestly, I just don't want to get negative. I'm going to say a couple things and I have a lot more to say at some point in time, but my feelings right now are... Number one, I was really grateful for the opportunity to work with WWE, and it was an opportunity. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out. It clearly didn't work out the way Vince McMahon wanted it to work out. But that happens. And I'm not taking any of it personally. Professionally, you know, I'm taking a hard look at it, thinking it through. But more than anything, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. So that's cool, man. That's a class act right there. This is what Bischoff had to say about WWE's creative team. Part of the re reason I am is I had a chance to work with a great team of people. The writing staff for SmackDown in particular, as well as a lot of other writers who are on Raw. They are very, very talented and unbelievably hardworking and a dedicated group of people. And just to have an opportunity to work with people like that in on itself was worth the experiment. And this is what he had to say about leaving so quickly. I didn't come here thinking I was going to be in WWE for 5 or 10 years. Bullcrap. I looked at it as a relatively short-term opportunity, meaning 2 or 3 years. I didn't think it would be quite this short-term, but sometimes that happens. WWE is a great company and a very defined cultural and process, culture and process. And uh, excuse me, and I didn't necessarily fit into it. And that's why it's just the way that it is. I'm not sad, I'm not disappointed, I'm not angry, I'm not any of those things. Just looking forward to the next opportunity, whenever and wherever ever that may be. AEW. And kind of digging the idea of packing up my truck and getting back to Wyoming. So all of so in all, it's very positive. Got nothing but great things to say about the people at WWE and the company as a whole. It's an amazing company. I've said this before from the production team. Just everyone I came into contact with, everyone is incredibly talented and hardworking and extremely dedicated to the work they do. That's what's up, Bischoff. That's a class act. Until a couple of weeks and, you know, when he gets hired by somebody else for a couple of months, then he's going to be burying them. All right, back to my match of the week. Like I did say on my Movies and More show, I do a recommendation of the week on that show, and I do a match of the week on this show. Sometimes I literally just forget it because I'm so busy. So if I did, I apologize, honestly, peeps. But this week I did pick Aleister Black versus Adam Cole at NXT TakeOver Philly. 
I don't think I did this one before. I think I actually picked the match that was after it that night, which was Johnny Gargano versus Andrade. If I didn't, then vice versa. But my daughter and I were there like two Februarys ago, Wells Fargo Center, Philadelphia. And holy fuck, man, that whole night was amazing. And those two matches are great. <clears throat> So definitely check out Alistair Black vs. Adam Cole on our Twitter and on our Facebook. And AEW Insider and AEW Insider 1. Alright, Impact Wrestling. It has been revealed that Tessa Blanchard's contract is up. She will be a free agent anytime where she is right now. Where will she go? If you ask me, she's a top female wrestler right now and pretty much at a top wrestler, period. She could take on men, women, giants. It doesn't fucking matter. She's such a hot prospect. I'm hoping she goes to AEW, but you never know. NWA Wrestling. This week's NWA Power was great. I have nothing but good things to say about NWA Power, as I've been saying. Don't want to get into it. It's only an hour show, but definitely go fucking watch it for that old school 70s, 80s studio wrestling field. It's amazing. All right, I'm going to some CM Punk news. CM Punk brought back his YouTube show called Grammar Slam, where he takes a letter or a message or a tweet from a fan who has horrible grammar. He dissects it. You got to check it out. It's pretty funny. It's short. It's a good little watch. CM Punk also did an interview with Barstool Radio to promote his newly released horror film called The Girl on the Third Floor. Uh, they asked him about his wrestling return, and this is what he said. I'm absolutely interested in a potential return to the squared circle. He called himself the white ma whale of pro wrestling, and like Moby Dick, nobody can get him. And he talked about uh, how AEW and WWE kind of teased in different ways to get their viewers to tune in for his return. He did say that he likes the Young Bucks a lot, and he thinks their product, AEW, is punk rock. So that's pretty cool, man. It'll be great to see where he goes. He's got the itch now. He's talking about it. He needs some of those millions of dollars. Punk but will be returning. We just got to see when, how, and where. All right, peeps. That's it for this week. I wanted to get this show out to you. Uh, what you call it? I will have a YouTube video this weekend. Uh, what was I going to say? Don't mind me. I will have the movies and more podcasts, blah, 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 what have you. I got some special horror videos coming down the pike and all that for October. So I want to thank you guys so, so much for always supporting us. The podcast does great. The YouTube's doing so much better. Getting new subs every day. I love it and I thank you guys. So remember to show us some love for the podcast or just in general to say hi, check out wrestling stuff or talk to us you can listen to the podcast on all major podcasting sites plus you can check us out on facebook or youtube under the aew insider and also the aew insider one as a number one on twitter i'll see you guys in a couple days with some more wrestling and movie news as always i'm your host lee benson thank you so much for joining us on the aew insider ciao peace